The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This is Cowboys Storyline with Nick Eatman. What is up? Welcome to Cowboys Storyline. I am Nick Eatman. It is Thursday, February 22nd, 2-22. Feels like that we should have Emmett Smith on the show today, but we don't. We do, we do not, and I don't want to get that, throw that out there. But uh, still, we've got a lot, of, uh, a lot of good stuff to talk about. I want to hear from you guys, as always, 888-855-2297. You can text us at 817-290-3298. Feels like it's been a while since I've been on the air, because it has been. It's been a week. Sorry for missing the show on Tuesday. I do want to, uh, I do want to give a, a shout-out to, uh, to my dad, Tim Eatman. Uh, he listens to every show. He'll be listening to day uh he's had a, a, a kind of a tough week so i, I definitely want to uh to know that i'm, I'm thinking about him always uh, he's he's really the creator of this show uh, the originator uh, the first one to really kind of throw the idea at me and uh he he's uh, one of my biggest if not the biggest supporter uh for the show and for me so uh, i want to want to give a shout out to him uh but yeah, let's uh let's get it started let's get going here uh we'll be here for an hour or so we'll see how the calls go but uh we'll start it off like we always tend to do uh probably more than ever uh we started off with joe in stanford texas joe what's up Hey, brother. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great, man. I uh, hope your dad's doing better or well, and uh, we're, we're thinking of it. Thank you. Appreciate that. Yes, sir. So <clears throat> there's a few things we could go with for for this subject. I've been trying to stay away from it, but he, he just keeps making me talk about it, and it's going to be about Micah. So this week, again, um, he's been on interviews or something. This time talking about his interaction with Jerry Jones. He calls him Jay because <laughs> because they're cool like that. Um, i, I got to say – I call you I Jay. I mean, like, because we're cool like that, right? Yeah, well, absolutely. But I think there might be a little difference in the relationship yeah. there. Um, I know he's a young guy, and I know I don't, as an old guy, get all of this. I just don't – understand why somebody hasn't pulled him aside and talked to him about all this. Um, you know, there's so many things that are revealed about Micah when it, when it comes on the social media stuff and all the interviews he does. I got to say, just as a bystander, somebody who pays attention, though, he comes off as self-centered, egotistical, and a bad teammate. Uh, he criticizes uh, the talent on the team all the time, and you know, I just, I just wish. I know I've said this before. I wish he would just shut up, get, get off the of social media. I'm every time he does a stupid post on X, I'm, I'm saying, hey, Micah, why don't you just get off of this? Because it, he just comes off as so childish. And, and man, I got to say, I'm, I'm really disappointed, and I worry about, you know, just his quality as a human. And I, I hate to say that, but you know, it's just the way I see it. Yeah. All right, Joe. Appreciate that. Um, um, you know, we got to be. I got to be careful on on this this topic because um, I'll say this: it's not the first time I've heard any of this from fans, from people inside the building. Other podcasts have talked about this kind of stuff. Uh, I, I see those things that you see, and you know, he had. I mean, he had character 
concerns going into the draft. I mean, they went back and looked at things that were happening at Penn State, and it, it, it was a, a lot of the stuff was, you know, just immaturity. Um, and now, um, and now, you know, you, you're looking at it, and and it's it's a it's a tough one because, yeah, you you see the the things that he's putting out on on Twitter or any of the social media stuff. You also see the plays that he that he makes. That's what makes it tough because he is a great player. He's 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 probably the best football player you have on the team. And and if you say, well, that shouldn't matter, it does. It does. This isn't junior high or high school. It matters. These guys, they get treated differently. You know, Michael Irvin had a very, very, very long leash uh, because of things that, you know, that he just how good a player he was and how much he meant to the team. So um, I get I get all that stuff and I I've, I hear it and see it. And, you know, you scratch your head and you shake your head sometimes and go, I don't know what you're getting at. Um, be, but he talks so much that there are some things he's saying now. I mean, I've saw something where he's defending Dak and he's saying other than Mahomes, I mean, Dak, who's been better than Dak and, you know, and he says some things, you know, stick with me uh, to the fan base talking, you know, to the fans about, you know, I'm, I'm going to be here and I don't want to go anywhere else. I mean, so he just says so many things that to me, it's just kind of like, that's it. You know, it, I just kind of shake my head. I mean, it's just, just is what it is. Just, just rush the passer on third and seven. Just go make the play, you know, and at this point, get better, keep getting better as a, as a player, figure out a way to get better. Uh, the challenge for Micah Parsons at this point should be, you know, he should have different goals. Uh, yeah. He wants to win certain awards and all that. And I mean, you know, he wanted to win MVP of that basketball game. He made that very clear. I don't think he ever came out of the game. I think he took every shot and he got MVP, um, you know, but I think the goal for him should be, Make plays in December and January. You know, don't have a trail off it in your production. Make plays then throughout the year and whatever that takes to get his body right to do that, that should be a goal for him. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the social media stuff is getting to the point where – and one thing you said, Joe, you said, I wish somebody would pull him aside. How do you know they haven't done that, and how do you know that that would work or not work? Because from what I've kind of heard is people that have pulled him aside to talk about anything, it doesn't always go well. So, but then again – all, you know, that's all perspective of who's doing it. I mean, you know, he may not listen to a lot of people and depends on who it is. So, all right, let's go to Vince in North Carolina. Vince, hey, what's going on, Nick? How, how are you doing? doing? First time I'm call? I'm doing fine, man. I hope you're doing well. Yeah. Uh, is this your uh, first call? Yep, this is the first time calling in. Hit it, Chris. There we go. Yeah. What's up? Cool. Uh, well, I wanted to talk about uh, – I wanted to get your thoughts on the offensive line and our draft strategy coming up. Um, I was thinking about it the other day. I, I've seen a lot lately. Uh, I've seen a lot of discourses around Cowboys nation, just talking about some people seem to be on this train of wanting to move on from Tyron Smith and take a tackle earlier on, or mm -hmm. I assume it's take a tackle in the draft. That's what I see most of the time. I've seen some people spitball and throw out, sign another tackle that doesn't make a ton of sense to me uh my perspective on the whole matter is i feel like center is actually a little bit of a bigger need i'd like to shore up the middle especially after you have tyron coming off of one of his healthiest seasons in the last couple of years and a second team all pro season at that not for anything while he was out there and don't get me wrong like 
his health makes me nervous too, just like it makes the rest of us nervous. Uh, you don't love the idea that he could go down at any time, especially in like an important time in the season. But I think they seem to have figured out a strategy with just not really practicing him all that often during the season. He seemed to be healthier. He was certainly playing like he was healthier. And uh, I don't know. It's, it's not that I have anything against Tyler Biotis per se. I don't think he's a bad center by any means. I think he's a starting caliber guy in the league. But uh, he just doesn't have that strength yeah. that I think I'd like. I think we're missing that strength that we had with Frederick. And I know I, I sound just as nostalgic as everybody else talking about Travis Frederick. But I think – well, I think there's something to it. I, yeah. I think we need a guy who's athletic, but but strong in the middle too. And I would, I think I'd rather look, whether it's in free agency or the draft. I I would prefer the draft just for cost, especially with these contracts coming up. But I think I'd rather sure up the middle of that offensive line right. and give Tyron another go. All right, good good call. I agree with a lot of things you're saying. Thank you for the call, Vince. Appreciate that. I uh, love hearing the first time callers. Uh, he's going to be sandwiched right in between two of the of the the ones that have called the most. So it's always great. It's always great to have that balance. Appreciate the call. I like a lot of things you said. I agree with that too. I'm always about shoring up the center position, and I'm also at the point where. You know, I understand the Tyron Smith, you know, makes everyone nervous type thing. But the way the contract was written last year, it was basically if he plays, he gets paid. And until it's different with Tyron Smith, because it hasn't been changed in the last even seven, eight years. When he plays, he's really good. That has not changed. It hasn't changed. When he plays... He's really good. Does he give up a sack or two? Yeah, man, because there was a period where he never did, you know, and he was all pro and looked like he was going to be a Hall of Famer, and I think he will be and all that. But even this last year, he played 13 games, I believe, maybe 14. I think he only missed three, and he was really good. Second team all pro, and I don't think this is just because of his name. I really don't. I mean, I, I mean he's, he's kind of past that. He's missed it a few times. He played really well, and so I'm okay doing that again. If that's what he wants to do, uh, if he wants to continue to play and and play, and that that kind of holds the carrot out there, and that's something to play for, and you know, you, here's a million dollars. That's the way it was written last year. Maybe something like that again, and because you're getting, it's worth it when he plays. It'd be one thing if it's just if he's out there, and I, but he hasn't shown that yet. He really hasn't shown the drop off. He's shown a drop off in consistency of playing but not consistency of his play. And so I'm fine with that. And I, I think the Tyler Smith situation is good because he can maybe play both spots, but, and then you figure out what you're going to get in tackle or guard, but I'm with you on center. I, I think they're going to upgrade on center, or at least they're going to go a different route. We'll, we'll see if it's an upgrade. Um, they'll attempt it for that, but that's not nostalgic to go to talk about Travis Frederick because until you have a player at that level, you're always going to talk about that. We talked about safeties for 25 years until they get another Darren Woodson. In my opinion, they, they never have. You know, you, you wanted to get the next Aikman until you finally saw a quarterback like maybe Romo was playing, not comparing him to Aikman, but I'm saying he was at, you know, like a top tier quarterback. So until you get that, until they get that, that, that at center, you're always going to be looking to, to see if you can get that type of player. All right. Let's go, Brian in Kansas City. Good afternoon, sir. Hey, Brian. How are you? 
I'm doing good, man. Listen, you can't take a day off unless you give me a heads up. I man. apologize. <laughs> I'm sorry. I hope you're doing okay, bro. Doing fine. Doing fine. Thank you for Excellent. asking. Excellent. Excellent, man. Hey, and I meant to say something like two two calls ago, and I forgot. You know, you being the biggest Rocky fan in all of the DallasCowboys.com, you had to be saddened when you saw Carl Weathers pass. Huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, and, and you know, it's, it's funny. I, I like years ago, years ago, I wish they did a, a story on just on Creed. You know, that, I mean, like when I was younger, I wish there was one just on him, you know. And then what? 20 years later or so they they actually did you know and it's been a and it's been really great too um but yeah oh yeah that was that was definitely sad uh i thought it was weird espn did a post that said rocky slash happy gilmore star carl weathers dies i was like seems he like was. He i get it happy. yeah but he, yeah not in the same role not right. the same prominence absolutely I mean, we're gonna we're gonna throw out action jackson or some other movies <laughs> you've been in i'm sorry he's he's a polycrete he's a polycrete i would have thought predator because he yep. played a yep. fairly decent sized role in that right one. but i mean he was i mean he was he was the man right i mean polycrete yeah. he was he he's one of those guys where you know you he starts off as the bad guy or whatever and then he turns into you know a, a big storyline yeah, absolutely. And he was, and then being the, being the the uh, coach in the third one, you know, right, right. That was I thought. My dad got to meet him once. I, I I wasn't around. My dad was in business somewhere. Got to meet him once, and they all had he had a group of wasn't like he had lunch with him privately <laughs> in a big, very big group setting. But he said Carl Weathers made the chef come out and tell him every ingredient mm. that was going into his food. Wow. I was like, okay. wow, that's something. I guess if you're Carl Weathers, you I can do that. So. I, I, mean, I guess. But no. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, What's up, hey, man? I, want, I wanted to talk about the changes, you know, just get your opinion, I, I know, of, of the defensive people that have come on board. And seeing as Greg Ellis is back in the fold, I'd like, if you got one, I'd love to hear a Greg Ellis story, man. And All I'll right. hang up and listen. All right. Appreciate it. Have a good one. Uh, Yep. As you say that about changes, I, all I could think of is, you know, you can't change who you really are. I mean, that's what that's a line that that uh, that Apollo Creed says in Rocky Four. So that you started talking about changes. That's what made me think that a lot of changes on defense. No doubt about it. Um, and, uh, you know, obviously Zimmer is the is the defensive coordinator. And um, I guess it's it's. Paul Paul Gunther. Sorry, I haven't figured out all my my new guys yet. He's the I think the uh, he'll be the. Uh, running game coordinator um uh jeff zagonia i think is the defensive line coach you, we don't have enough time in the show to talk about every place he's been i think he played 17 years in the league as a player a uh, lot of different stops and then as a coach he's been around eight or nine years in some different spots too so very well tra traveled for sure. And then Greg Ellis will be the assistant D-line coach. Um, and, you know, he's had a couple of stops as a head coach in, in uh, a very small uh, colleges in Texas. NAI level, he's been the head coach on a couple of different spots there. Uh, so, I, you know, I think I think he'll, he'll replace like that Sharif Floyd type of role. Uh, Greg Ellis, um, I'll say this about Greg Ellis. I think, you know, he's one of those few players that, he doesn't get compared to his position and that's what's sad he's a defensive end played a little bit of linebacker but he was a defensive end and for his entire career he got compared to a hall of fame receiver randy moss and 
he's never going to win that. No one's going to win that. And so as great as Greg Ellis was, and he was a really, I don't know about, he was, a, he was great for a few years. Very, very good player. Um, and But he was never Randy Moss. And who was? You know, other than maybe Jerry Rice. But, I mean, uh, that's how, and that's the thing. He didn't, they didn't draft Randy Moss. They drafted Greg Ellis. And then, you know, the rest is history. And so that's, that's all, you know, I, I have some stories. I thought, you know, it was one of those things where he didn't trust uh, moving to outside linebacker, you know, um, with, you know, in, in that kind of defense there with, with um, Parcells in a 3-4. And he, he ends up tearing his Achilles and he comes back and wins comeback player of the year. So um, he, he was a really good player, uh, probably underrated uh, because, like I said, he's he's not doing Randy Moss type things because he, he's just not going. That's not going to happen. But I thought he was a really good player. And I think he'll be he'll be a good you know, I mean, he, he's done a lot of things outside of football, too. He's been in the movies uh, business. He's directed several movies, I think at least five at this point. So um, he's, he's you know, he's done some good things there. But, you know, football still in his blood. And, and, and you know, obviously Zimmer, he was there with Zimmer. So, uh, you know, I think he'll he'll be really good. I think he'll, he'll, he'll know how to relate to the players. And I think that'll be a good one. All right. Uh, I got a story. I got a, a text line question here. This is Dan in Philly. He says, is it time to start worrying about Micah and his motor mouth? It's getting there for me. And his past cowboy, ironically, is uh, Terrell Owens. I don't know if you meant to do that, but I, I, if you did, I see what you did there. Um, so, anyways, I think um, good stuff there. On, on, I mean, good question about Micah. We've addressed it earlier. Um, yeah, you can worry if you want. I, I don't. I think it'll start to be a problem if it's not already. It'll start to be a problem if he continues to throw these shots at the players and at the, his teammates. Um, you know, you want to talk about other other guys? It's fine. I just, I, I just wish he would kind of think about the whole thing a little bit more. Don't live in the moment so much. Don't talk about Brock Purdy not playing well when he was the quarterback on the team that beat you 42 to 10. That's the kind of stuff that I'm like, don't do that. You know, I mean, because people, I mean, every everything has receipts, right? Like everybody has that kind of stuff. Everyone knows different things. So if you said something back then, it just, I just wish he would think about that kind of stuff a little bit more and, and you know, and not, and then also, you know, when you're talking about other players, that's one thing because, you know, but then, but then you guys have to, you know, do it on the field. But then when it starts getting into your own teammates, that's where I think it could be problematic. And so that's where, um, if it, if that continues to happen, then I think it will be an issue. But hopefully, hopefully it won't ever get that bad. All right, let's go to. Oh, and as past cowboy to, I mean, to, I mean to's to. I mean, there's stories about him all all over the place. Um, and in his three or four years here, um, I, I have I'll have a to story. I, I, have, I have a to story. We um, um, in Carolina, and all seems like all weird things kind of happen in Carolina, even even this year. But um, Carolina, um, one year one year with us at the hotel we were staying at had a basketball court, an upstairs indoor court, and uh, I went up there. Uh, we were going to go play. Went up there with a, with another guy, and. 
There was only one other guy shooting, and it was T.O. Night game against Carolina. This is probably 1 or 2 o'clock. He's shooting. We're shooting the ball, you know, not playing any game or anything like that. I'm trying to stay away from him. Like, oh, my God, he's going to turn his ankle on, you know, or something. But he was cool, you know, talked a little bit, just shot the ball. No big deal. So I thought that that was kind of cool. Um, and then, But then later that night, he did get hurt. He that was It was 2007. It was the year he got hurt with his um, – I guess his, I guess he broke his leg or his, I forgot the injury, but obviously we all know he got hurt in the 07 playoffs and he really wasn't himself, but it was in that Carolina game where he got hurt. So hopefully it had nothing to do with shooting baskets or anything before that. And if so, I wasn't, I wasn't there. I was nowhere near him, but uh, I thought that was kind of cool. So yeah, I shot, shot baskets with T.O. Pretty good, pretty good shooter too. He's played in that, that game that Micah's played in that the uh, celebrity NBA celebrity game i think he's played in there before um but all those guys are great athletes they can they're natural all right let's go to uh rob in vegas hey nick hey rob how you doing i'm good how are you good you're not allowed to talk about micah no you know i was nope. gonna say just real quick <laughs> all right you're right no but i don't I'll, I'll i'll say one thing he's not the best player on the team anymore it's cd lamb Okay. C.D. Lamb, to me, okay. is the best player. He's, he's ascended. Micah hasn't gotten better. Uh, he's stayed the same, and we talked about it. He's fallen off in December. But let's face it, Jerry, you know, he, he's always allowed a lot of leeway for superstars, and, yeah. and that's just the way it is. And, you know, I don't worry now. I worry if they drop $30 million a year on him. Then I worry. Mm, um, fair. So hopefully he's got a year this year. This year you'll see with with a new coach who's not his uncle. Now we'll see, you know, if they're going to go that route. But I wish, listen, as a fan, I I want him to be great. But I I, I want to talk about uh, Dak. You know, I I keep seeing he's going to reset the market sixty million dollars a year, and I, I I can't see it. I can't see it. I can't see. Jerry doing that. I, 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 I look at it and there's only been two quarterbacks, Peyton Manning and Brett Favre that won their first Super Bowl after 30 and, and Dak isn't in that, in that class. And I just can't see him dropping 60 million a year. Um, I, I'm thinking 52, 53 in Lamar Jackson range. I think if he really pushes the $60 million a year thing, I think I think he plays it out, and I'd be okay with it. You know, he's tied to Mike McCarthy. You, you weren't willing to give Mike McCarthy an extension, then I don't give Dak one. Yeah. I, I because because if Mike McCarthy goes after this year, <laughs> you're probably going to wish Dak was gone too. Because let's face it, that they're, they're tied. If Dak doesn't do good in right. the playoffs or whatever, so I I just wouldn't do it. I mean, if you could get him. It sounds crazy at a at a bargain at fifty <laughs> right, right. million a year. Yeah, but sixty, I I just couldn't do it. I like Dak. I think he's a I know. yeah a, 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 a very good quarterback. But that's 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 you know greatness. And we talked about it. Mahomes is the only guy that could say, "Give me seventy, and you'd be like, okay. Yeah. But the others, it's a bad it's a bad investment. It's a bad investment on any of these quarterbacks at that price because you just can't build enough around them right and especially Dak. so i it's going to be very interesting what do they got till march 
Yeah. Is it 13th or the 18th or something like that? Yeah, it, it'll. Yeah, it's coming up here soon. I mean, a lot of these questions that we have will be answered before too long here. Uh, and you're right. What is your What is your feelings? If you were If you were Jerry, and what would What would you do? I know you. It's kind of like put you on the spot. But, yeah. Well. But, all right, I'll, you know. I'll answer that. I appreciate it. And my, uh, Rob, I appreciate the call, as always. Uh, you th- thank you. Um, yeah, if I was Jerry, uh, uh, I'd go to the yacht. I just I, I, I just want to check it out, you know. I think that'd be kind of cool. No. Um, if I was Jerry, what I would do is I'm going to – I ex- – Extend him to the point where I, it lowers his 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 uh, salary. I think it's like twenty something million quickly. I think you add a year to it or something. Um, not not a full fledged extension, but I I do you know if he agrees to it, where where you know we can we can save some. He's still going to get paid a lot, but we can save some money. I think there's a way to, to get almost twenty million, and then I would I would try to, to do my best to build some things around it. Um, I would go for it. That's what I would do. I'd go for it. I'd go for this whole thing. I, I'd keep. I'd keep Dak, but I'd also get myself some opportunities to go do, make some moves. I'd make a trade or two uh, here. They've already done some of that. I'd, I'd maybe dip into some of next year's picks again. Um, I would. I would go for some, some. For some. You know, as much as you can can do. His team is good. It needs some help. I'd get one of those running backs that I maybe will get some people excited. Um, I would, I, I would try for it. I would be, I would not sit on my hands on free agency. I would give myself an opportunity by signing some of these guys like Micah, um, definitely CD and Dak getting them done because I think they, they deserve it. Now, now Dak, I would be like you said, a little tricky with that, but for the most part, I'm giving myself some opportunity to go do some things in, in free agency. And I, and I would go for it. I would, I would. And that means maybe trading back. In the draft, maybe you're not as aggressive in the draft because you're you're picking at the end of the first round, anyways. Trading back, I'm fine. Adding some picks, I'm fine with that. But maybe maybe trying to get some some help on, on this team. Maybe you trade some some picks, uh, current picks for for some players. Again, we, we've seen it already. They don't have a lot, but but try to figure out a way to do it. But whatever it is, I'm a lot more aggressive this year than I have been in the past. That's what that's what I would do. All right, let's go, Mike. He's in Birmingham, England. What's up? Hello, Nick. Hello. How are you? Hi. I'm good, thank you. Yeah. Uh, best wishes to uh, to your dad. Thank um, you. Hope all uh, all goes well there. Thank you. Um, I've I've been thinking of calling for a while, and I've been inspired to call by uh, Katya from Russia. I thought if she can do it, then uh, <laughs> then so can I. Yeah, you can. And, uh, and also, when you when you talked about your uh, your spreadsheet, I'm a first spreadsheet geek myself. So I thought, right, I've got to get my name on Nick's, uh, your, Nick's spreadsheet. But here I am. It's in, a, it's in a different column. You know, out of out of the country calls, go to another column. I sort it. <laughs> I don't know Excel that well, but I know how to sort different things by the alphabetically, by the state, by the call. You know, so. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I don't even you, know you if never, we've had you one never from stop learning. from England. I don't know if we've had one from England. This is great. So oh, there you go. You have now. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. Thank you. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah. And it sounds uh, so like I, it sounds like you're far away. That's what it does. It does sound that way. So yeah. Sorry. Sorry about that. No, but, no it's fine. Yeah, it, it's I, all good. Yeah. What do you got? Okay. So uh, yeah. Well, 
I wanted to, I know that there's been quite a lot of doom, understandably, around uh, you know the unexpected or, or maybe expected by many people the the playoff exit. I wanted to lift the gloom a little bit because um, my story is that this has been my first season uh, properly on board. I'm 48 years old. It's taken me this long, um, and um, you know I always had sort of a a passing interest in uh, in NFL and as far as it's been anyone it's been the Cowboys but my problem was you know a big um, soccer fan as, as you guys would call it and um, uh, I've um, never really understood until recently I've got a colleague um, who is a 49ers fan and he knows his NFL in doubt and gradually going to him with questions started to understand more and I'll tell you this year has been absolutely fantastic despite uh how it ended, and you know, I am properly on board Cowboy for life now, and um, so uh, so you know, it's not all been doom and gloom. We've got one more to the uh, the Cowboys family, um, but I, I, I've got a couple of opinions, and I say this with uh, due respect to the people that have been riding this train a lot longer than I have. And if you know my opinion isn't the same as yours, then then that's fine. I I respect that, and I respect that you've been putting up with. Uh, um, you know, the, the post-season debacle for um, mm. a lot longer than I have. Um, but uh, opinion on uh, on Dak, um, I um, I've heard a lot of people talking about uh, Dak all season, but particularly um, since the the Packers game. And I've heard people saying, you know, um, we're stuck with Dak because of the, uh, the the cap hit. And I'm not stuck with Dak. I want Dak. Um, now there is, with my head ruling my heart, there is one guy that I would swap Dak for, and that's Mahomes, and he's way out on his own. And then Dak is in that next group that there's not much to pick between them. And uh, and he's my guy, and I'm delighted that we've got Dak. You know, obviously I wish he was a little bit cheaper, but you know, so be it. Um, so uh, so I'm not stuck with him. I'm riding with him, and and he's my QB. And uh, if that puts me out on my own or in a in a minority, then uh, then so be it. And uh, the other thing I've I've seen with um, Cowboy Nation is un- understandably after 29 years. Everything is so contingent on kind of what happens in postseason, right. and I just I wonder if people just forget to enjoy the ride sometimes because we know we can do the regular season. We know 12, five, 12 five, three years in a row, and and we know we can do that. We've got to enjoy the journey, even you know, regardless of what happens at the end of it. And and thinking about some of the. Um, great moments that we've had, you know, the CD's touchdown against Detroit, the um, old Deron Bland's pick sixes and, uh, you know, Gilmore's, Gilmore's interception against the, the Chargers to win the game. There have been some fantastic moments that have had me leaping up off my sofa at, you know, three o'clock in the morning or, or whatever time. <laughs> Supporting over here isn't good for work the next day when you've got um, sure. a, a Sunday or a Monday night game, I can tell you. But, but no, it's it's just been brilliant, and I've loved every minute. Come back in nine years if we still haven't won anything, and I'll be, you know, um, uh, one of those uh, bemoaning um, how everything is. But you know, I would just urge people to to remember to enjoy it. Otherwise, what is the point? Um, right. I do have one question for you, Nick, and and then I'll um, shut up and and let you uh, you answer. Um, I've 
recently finished reading um, Collision Low Crosses. I don't know if you've read it. Um, New York Jets 2011 behind the scenes kind of uh, book. And the Jets um, OC that year was Brian Schottenheimer. And uh, so I've read quite a few things about him. And it, it struck me that he's someone that we don't hear very much about. You know, if, if our defence has a poor game, then everyone's been on DQ's back about it. If our offence has a poor game, everyone's after McCarthy. Yeah. And I just wondered, you know, how is uh, Brian Schottenheimer kind of seen? How does that role kind of work when he's not doing the, the play calling? Um, and I'm not wishing to sort of... Uh, question him or bring on a, a, a kind of hate campaign against him but is, are there questions to answer in terms of his role yeah. um, in the book Santonio Holmes who didn't come across all that well himself in that book but he, he said that Brian Schottenheimer sapped the fun out of the game for, uh, for the offence and so I just wondered, you know, what your take is on, on Brian's role and, uh, okay. and I'll leave you to it and all thank right. you very much thank, for having me you. on all right, thank you for the call, Mike. Appreciate that. Uh, calling from England. Uh, it's a pretty lengthy call. Give, I'll give you cre credit for that. That's fine. You the first call, so you can definitely do that. Um, I am uh, obviously trying to get these calls going, going quicker so we can get more people on the line. But uh, I had a lot to say. I had never called before. And I say it all the time. You know, you don't choose to be a Cowboy fan. It chooses you. Well, there are exceptions. It sounds like Mike has chosen to be a Cowboy fan uh from england and, and i think and i appreciate that uh dax says guys what he said he's asking about schottenheimer schottenheimer like you said you've said it right i mean he doesn't call the play so therefore you're not going to get you know you're not going to get the blame or the credit uh for anything now now you i think one thing that he's done i think i think he should get some credit in the fact that you know their offense did look different in in some of the structure of the plays uh those are things that you help implement as the as the uh, week goes on and you install a lot some of the, some of the different plays and 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 then you know McCarthy's the one that calls them and figuring out you know how to manage the game and the down and distance and all that but but there is some work done in the installation part process and he's he's very helpful and instrumental with that and I know Dak has has given him some praise with that so um you know not not in front of the the scenes a lot doesn't call the plays but still I think Brian Schottenheimer has helped and he's been around a lot a lot of quarterbacks a lot of different systems so he's certainly got a lot of experiment uh, experience. Sorry. Uh, let's go to uh, Chris in San Angelo. Hey, Nick. How are you doing, buddy? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. First off, I have to point out that you're you were spot on on your tweet with that basketball game uh, against so, my guys with the with the point four seconds. I'm still upset. Okay, I'm just letting no. you know. I'm still upset, and I'll tell you why. Let me tell you the story real quick. Because I okay. follow my team. This is my, my my everyone thinks I'm a big Arkansas fan. And I am. Yeah. Arkansas is my, my team. My school is Midwestern State University. It's how I got this job. Okay. Midwest, right. Midwestern State. And I follow them. And Saturday afternoon, I know they're playing Angelo State. They got to have this game. I look at, I pull up my phone. We're down big, but we're starting to come back. I'm doing other things, but I get my phone and it says Midwestern State up 67 65 with 0, 0.0 left. And I'm like, why does it say final? What's the problem here? And it says that way for a little bit, and then it refreshes to tie game 67. I go, there must have been a half a second or whatever. Right. But, but just so you guys are listening, I put this on Twitter. Point four. My school makes a shot with point four. And, and they got 94 feet to go. 
and somehow in point four, they throw a long pass. This guy catches it, shoots it, scores. Give him credit for the pass and the shot. But I've done it on with my, my phone on the stopwatch. I go boom, boom, and it's point five. You can't do anything in point four. You cannot nope. catch a 94-foot shot and go up and shoot it and make it in point four. I'm sorry. It's not. But they tied nope. the game, and then they won in triple overtime. So I'm still salty about it. There you go. Oh, no dice. Oh, uh, point four. Once the ball touches somebody, game over, yeah. let alone yeah. uh, set, set and shoot. No way. No way. Impossible. Well, I'm glad Impossible. you say that. Were you there? You weren't there, no, were you? No, I was not. I was not there. Uh I'm, I was, I'm planning on going to one of their games a little bit uh, later on in the season. I have some tickets, but uh, well, go no, go up that. to the tournament. Go up to the tournament in uh, Frisco. There's a I'm, tournament up there. If you go oh, up there, okay. if you go up there, I'll be there because I work that tournament also. So if you go up there, I'm, I'll see you there. Okay, sorry, okay. we're just here talking, and all no, these fans no, are listening. No, no, that's okay. I, I, I was wanting to know if you wanted me to find out who the who was operating the yes, clock. Yes, I want to know who that person is. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll shoot that. I'll shoot that over to you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyway, uh, what I was going to say. Oh, I had a I had a favorite player. Okay. A favorite cowboy of all time is Bob Hayes. And the reason is, is that way back in the day, probably it was in, I was in high school and I went to a Rangers game with a couple of my friends and I'm talking, you know, two stadiums ago, Ranger game. And one of my buddies said, there's Bob Hayes over there. He's on third seat. And I was like, really? And so I went over there and stuck my hand out to him. and said, Mr. Hayes, it's. I just wanted to shake your hand. He said, "I said thank you for you know everything you did." And he said, "You're welcome." And I was like, I was in this moment of mm-hmm. I'm not worthy type of thing. <laughs> and so ever since then, I'm like, okay, he's my favorite player because he shook my hand. So there you go. <laughs> but nice. uh, anyway, my own, my question, I was wondering, like with the defense, it's been no mystery that uh, you know trouble stopping the run. And so I was going to ask you: Did you do you think that's more of a personnel thing, or do you think it's more of a scheme thing? Yes. And with uh, and with Zimmer coming in, do you think it might with this scheme might possibly be an easier fix than yeah. what we yeah. think it would be? And then that's all I had. All right. Well, Chris, I think I think when you say is it a is it a personnel thing or is it a scheme thing, I think those are I don't think they're the same thing, but I think they're connected because I I think your scheme you you fit the personnel to the scheme that you play, and so I think that I don't think there was a, a point of emphasis on the run as much as it should be. Every coach in the world says we got to stop the run, but they don't right. always do the things necessary to get the team there and the personnel in place to in order to do that. You know, and and they say they want to stop the run, but mm-hmm. I, I know this firsthand. They look at linebackers in a way of, will he get beat by the tight end? Will 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 mm-hmm. uh, Kelsey and Kittle eat him alive? So let's make sure we get these versatile, nice, you know, good t- uh, covering pass, co- you know, covering tight ends that they can. But then also on third and three, they don't they don't match up well with the guard that's coming right at them too. So uh, right. linebacker is a tough position. And, and I, but I do think there needs to be a point of emphasis to get stronger, tougher, bigger linebackers up front that will help stop the run. And uh, hopefully with Zimmer's scheme, it'll do that. Plus also the alignment in the front uh, front four 
uh, will also be different as well. But they, they they've got to stop the run. I mean, that's that everyone knows mm-hmm. that. Right on, buddy. All right. Hey man, I appreciate Thank you taking you. my call. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Okay, thanks for that. Bet. Thanks for seeing it the right way oh, there on that. Come on, on this. I, hey, I'm I'm from Angelo State, but. That's I mean, okay. I saw what I saw. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> That's all right. I appreciate You're it. You're right. It's a heck of a You're play. Right. Heck of a play. I just don't think it counted. But it did. Exactly. Anyways, um, all right, let's keep going here. Um, let's go to Brett in Virginia. Hello, sir. Hey. It's very nice to speak to you today. How are you? I'm good. First time caller? I am a first. There you go. I am a, I'm a first time caller, but I'm a, I'm a 50. <laughs> I'm a 57-year-old Cowboy fan. All right. But I have to ask you a question. I got topic, correct? Say, what, what's the first thing you said? I could talk about any topic, right? It's not a specific topic we're talking uh, about. Right I now. mean, there's always there's always rules. So, I mean, let's, you know, I, well, I think we're, I think you'll be fine. Go ahead. I, I, I don't, yeah, don't yeah. want to say, no, talk about anything you want, and then that'll get me, that'll get us, the, the show canceled. <laughs> no, I, uh, well, let me... Let me be specific about this. Okay. The other day I saw on ESPN and Chris Canning was on and he was talking about True in Dallas in reference to, well, B-Law brought it up, that the reason why they lost the game to Green Bay was because they were tired. He was tired. They were tired. As a Cowboy fan for 57 years, 57 years old and dealing with everything from uh, Roger Stallback, all up to right, what's going on right now, to hear something like that just absolutely infuriates me as a Cowboy fan. It infuriated him. I wanted to get your take on how you feel about this with the Cowboys, you know, maybe your whole work life. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, you're talking about what I feel about D-Law's comments? Yes. Um, okay. Do uh, you have any other question? Or that's it? No, really, that's it. I just, I, I'm still going to be a Cowboy fan. I'm very happy to be on your show. Yeah. Um, I'm always going to be a Cowboy fan. But this year, I thought everything was in place. We, we went into that game. Everybody was healthy. You know, like the gentleman before was talking about Tyron Smith. Everybody was there. We were all ready to go. And I get the excuse as a Cowboy fan to hear that we were tired. Yeah. That's all I have to say. Okay. Um, I appreciate, I appreciate the call. Thank you. I, I was, um, surprised to hear that, uh, of course. And I would like to say, you know, you, you want to think maybe that was taken out of context, but I mean, it wasn't because it was, this isn't a quote that you read. I mean, we saw the video, you can see it. That was the question. And I'm going to say this, that I think D-Law meant something different he had to have he had to have meant in his mind that did not come out the way he wanted it to come out there's there's just no way he's not the type of player he's not the type of player to say that he's not one to throw out excuses like that especially that one you can't do that and I, I I I say this I'm not calling anyone else this but there's some guys you could maybe other players can punk not him, not Tank. He's not the type of guy to do that. Okay, so that that is you're asking for it when you say that. When you say we were just tired, you're asking for it. I I know I don't. I'm not saying I know him personally. I, I but I've covered him now for what ten seasons. That's not the type of person or player or persona that 
Tank Lawrence is, is to say that. I don't think there's any way that came out like he wanted it to. So I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt on that because I know the type of person and the player that he is. And he's not soft, okay, at all. So that, that I don't, I, I, I can't, I, I mean, it's really hard. It's hard to defend it because I, I didn't understand that. I don't think you would do that. I don't think you would want to say that. But there's got to be more to it than him just standing on, on the table to say, we lost because we were tired. I, I, that, I, I know that's what, it, what was said. I'm just going to have to say there, there's, there's more to it than that. And, and if that, that makes sense, I, I don't know if it does because it, it, it was a, a head-scratcher to hear that. Nobody wants that. I mean, nobody wants excuses. You know what I mean? I, I, that's one thing when a guy gets injured – you know, the Arizona game, I mean, you lost three linemen. You lost three starting linemen who all were in the Pro Bowl, and you lost three of them, and you lost Trayvon Diggs two days before, and you lost to the Cardinals. And nobody wants to hear that as an excuse. And it's like, it's not an excuse. It's just there's a reason for it. Um, and so there's a reason that they lost to the Packers. I just don't think it's that. And I, deep down, I don't I don't know if, if D-Law does as well. I've heard some people say maybe what he meant was kind of the mental – grind of you know because you you go back and look at what they that they went through we knew that was going to be a gauntlet you know six six games I mean for six games it was just boom both Seattle Philly and then you know Buffalo then Miami then Detroit even Washington was was kind of tough for a little bit and then boom here comes the playoffs but there's no excuse for that still I mean still like you've got to be gearing up to that point uh, and playoffs should should give you some new life and energy and all that. So I, I don't know, but um, you know, we'll we'll see if D Law addresses it again or whatever. Uh, I just like to think there's got to be more to it than that. I really do because he's just it, it just goes against everything we know about him to make that statement. So all right, let's go. Uh, <laughs> all right, here we go. Let's go to. Uh, the next caller is Dr. Sunshine. He's in Fort Worth. <laughs> How you doing, Nick? I'm good. How are you doing, sir? Yeah, I'm doing great, baby. I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm getting a, a break today getting to watch you. You're doing great. Well, guys, this is my dad. This is my dad right here, Tim Eatman. Dad, what's up? I know you go well, by different names. Uh, to different people, you know, because you have you have a he, he does a he does a show that he, he performs called Doctor Sunshine, but I know him as Dad, so I'm gonna call you Dad. Okay, you I've had, me I've that. had my mom call, and now first time hey first time caller first time caller. Thank you, Chris. All right, I, I told Chris make sure you get the soundbite in. Yeah, there. oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, I, well my, I've talked to you the last couple of days. I haven't talked to you today, so yeah, yeah. How's it going? <laughs> oh, it's going well. I wanted to tell you, you know who my favorite player is, Dandy Don. Okay. Yep. Don Meredith, number seventeen. Uh, favorite player right now is CD Lamb. Okay. And um, my wrestler was like Wahoo McDaniel or <laughs> Haystack. Those guys that nobody else knows. <laughs> yeah. Gorgeous George. Okay. All right. Uh, Anyway, I wanted just to touch base with you and, and, and uh, had a couple of questions. But uh, I wanted before we get off, I wanted you to if you could tell some stories about some of the uh, quarterbacks you knew that your dad <laughs> taught you when you were three. 
Yeah. And you told everybody who came near you that you know uh, watch your stall back, but also <laughs> you had to you had to get in uh, Jim Zorn. You knew them all. Yeah. Yep, I did. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't know. You know, I don't know if I knew the months that you know of the year or anything like that. But I knew Steve Barkowski was the quarterback of the Falcons. You know, <laughs> I don't know if I could say it that way. I don't know. If, you know, I couldn't say my R's very well. But yeah. So. Yeah. Well, Dad, we we talk we talk football all the time, and 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 you'll send a text or seven sometimes during the games. Um, but uh, what what's your biggest What's your biggest thought on this team right now, and what do you think? What do you think they got to do moving forward? Well, you know, I, I I'm really excited to see if we can get some solid line play. It'll make a big difference. Uh, I I I did really uh, look, want to say something about the defense, and I wanted to ask a question. What, what is the current situation with uh, Demarvion Overshone and uh, Trayvon Diggs? Are they going to be able to be active in spring training in yeah. in at yeah. camp? Yeah, I think I think they will be for sure. They both had ACL injuries. You know, one of them late August, and one of them early or mid late August or late September. But still, I think I think both of them the way the way they rehab that injury now, I think they're going to be ready to go. I you know I'll say in the, in the off season stuff, OTAs, minicamp, but they'll they'll be limited. I, the the goal for them would be to be at pretty much full participants at um, training camp. And even though they play different positions than Terrence Steele, Terrence Steele obviously a lineman, but he got hurt in December. Before that, he was ready to go for the start of training camp. Different positions asking these guys to run and cut, but I still think that they'll be able to do some stuff at training camp. Are they excited about it, overshone as I am? I think so, especially any linebacker that you have that's like, well, we got him coming back. I mean, I don't think it takes much at this point for linebacker. I mean, if you <laughs> if you can play linebacker, like, oh, let's let's bring him back, you know. I mean, if somebody were to say Sean Lee was working out, I think they would be like, let's go. You know, it's pretty, All right, and, yeah. And I almost brought it back way way back, like you know, I don't even know, uh, you know, Dat Win or somebody like that. <laughs> So. Well, and, and real quick, and you may not want to do this, but uh-huh. I would I would love for some time if you could kind of tell a story about training camp in Wichita Falls when you were playing the card game. When I was playing the card game? Yeah, with, with, but the player's number, and you knew what the numbers were. Uh, the, 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 the card game, with the, they drew two numbers, and, and you got to play, and, uh, and you, you could tell them who wore a certain number. Oh, yeah, I, I can't. You know, that card game might have also included other things, so I don't know if I remember as much about that. Um, <laughs> like um, beer? Yeah, man, maybe, you know. Uh, I was old enough, barely. But, uh, yeah, um, yeah. I, I mean, there, we, I'm always doing games like that where, you know, I'm, we're coming up with cowboy players and numbers and, and things like that. Um, uh, I thought you were talking about a different game, a different card game where it was with uh, – uh, coming back from Tokyo with Emmett Smith and and Chris Warren and uh, maybe Michael Wiley and I don't know why I got included in that but playing playing cards there and, and drinking sake coming back on the plane <laughs> like that so that's the, that's the other card game that I remember but um, yeah I mean I'm always trying to come up with former players I mean we we did that uh, you know the whole time you know every 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 chance we got you know you were always teaching me that kind of stuff so. Well, the story I had is is that nobody else knew knew who the player on a certain number was, and when it got around to you, you knew three. 
Oh yeah. And you won the uh, pot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm always <laughs> gonna do that. Yeah. 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 Well that's all, all right. I had. Right. I I don't wanna monopolize your show, but uh I I have enjoyed talking to you today. Yeah, well thank you. This is this was uh, your creation. So yeah, I appreciate it. Good talking to you. Dad, I'll call you later, uh for sure. So all right. That's that's Sounds my great. dad. Okay. Doctor Sunshine, he goes by. Um, you know, I, I, I actually put his um his book out here, you know, he, he wrote the book uh, called Nursing Homes about, you know, he goes and he, he sings to, to uh, you know, nursing homes and, and uh, with the character Dr. Sunshine and, you know, just trying to provide some 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 light to, to people that, you know, don't always get to, you know, experience that. So um, and and you know what? Um, this week he, he needs some of that as well. We all do. We all need that. So it's good to good to hear from him. Sorry. Um you know, if, if anybody, you know, if it didn't talk about X's and O's, but then again, it's late February. We're good. All right. Ali in Iceland. Hi, Nick. How you, how you doing? Pretty good, buddy. How are you? I'm good. You're on the move. Yeah. I, I've been on the move since Super Bowl, you know, I, uh, I have a group of 12 people showing photography, chasing the Northern Lights. But you won't believe they were all San Francisco 49ers fans, right? Mm-hmm. And then uh, the game in Iceland, Reykjavik, started at 11.30 in the morning. Yeah. And then um, they stay up to 4 o'clock to watch the game. I picked them up to bring them Southern Iceland. They were so bummed out. But I was so happy. I couldn't, I couldn't see the game. But I couldn't be happier that 49ers lost. Anyway, <laughs> um, I uh, I got a couple of things. I really, really, really want a Christmas wish to have this uh, center Jackson Power Johnson. I thought if Cowboys get lucky somehow, get this guy cement the center. Yeah. And then I really that's one guy. I I, I pray to God they get him. And then on the second round, I figured they get them. One of the running backs. But as far as the free agents are concerned, I like to pick up the short bed, one of these linebackers and defensive tackles. One in the middle, one in backup. And, you know, I don't know you you'll be able to get a chance to watch the New York Giant when the Lawrence Taylor was yeah. playing. You know, I remember yeah. this guy always put the fear God in me. But... I think we need the pass rusher. So let let Parson to be a pass rusher. Just get few linebackers, you know. Yeah. So because he's truly, he reminds me a lot of Lawrence Taylor. The kid is so fast. Then, as far as our draft pick is concerned, I've got a question for you. I know because first and second and third. I'm willing to trade the first round for lower pick to get a pick a few picks. But on on the Dan Quinn, do we get any free compensation? No. No, um because he no, he he just he's a he was a defensive coordinator, got promoted to a head coach. You don't you Right. Don't, no I he, was told we get a third round draft pick for him. No. He was no. You don't get a, you don't get to get one for anybody. Any of the coaches that that are up there, um, you know, 
It sounds good, but but uh, sorry, that's just not that's not the rule. I mean, the rule okay. the rule is that the that the NFL, you know, you 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 have to grant them doesn't matter if they're under contract or not. You have to grant them permission to to interview with them uh, for a head coaching job. Now there are some compensation for uh, different positions. I think for um, um, minority positions, um, especially for with uh, on the executive level, like a vice president. Um, and and maybe for a head coach, but but not, and nothing that that has happened with like adding dirty moving up or anything like that. Uh, Joe Witt Jr. You, they do not get compensation for that. Awesome. So so my memorabilia, I have four boxes of Cowboys Weekly. I got three boxes of VHS. Every single Cowboys game on VHS tape. I used to. Uh, connect with a couple of people in New York and uh, California. Since I'm, I live in Florida, they always show the Florida team. So we used to exchange tape. But as, my, as far as the memorabilia, the first time I met Coach Landry in 1984, they were playing Miami Dolphins on the last Monday night. Cowboys used to have this cool poster that put the 84 team and put back of it whole bunch of previous year. I have every Cowboys just about sign it. It was so impressive to see them for the first time. You Like a starstruck, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But love the show, Nick. Miss you, buddy. Thank you. Uh, Chris got a question for you so I can get your picture in order. Love you. Thank right. you very much. <laughs> Thank Talk you. Talk to you later. All right. Appreciate Bye. that. I never know where to on my spreadsheet where to put ali because he's moving around you know is this is this a call from from iceland because because he was from iceland you know is this, is this count as a different a state I, I mean a different country i think it does because um you, you know, i'm sure there's different challenges to call from different places it's so. like the second co- country he's called right from. he's all he's all africa over the place. and Af- iceland right because i think yeah. i think on the sheet it's like uh, uh, florida ali from florida right you know? doesn't yeah. count we got enough we got a lot of those you don't have Iceland. I mean, you know, nothing against Florida because they got cool people like Ronnie there. You know what I mean? Like Ronnie from Florida. So we. Hey. What's up? Hey, how you doing? Good. How are you doing? Good. It's a pleasure. Yeah. I was. Uh, I was pleased to hear that you had your own show because your personality, your your personality flies out, and you are. Uh, you're a great man, and I appreciate you representing the Cowboys. Well, I'm a ball hog. You know what I mean? I like to shoot. Yeah. I like to shoot the ball. I didn't like to pass a whole lot. You know? Now, I passed That's the right. Okay, Chris, we don't need That's to be right. hanging around like that. Yeah. First time. Yeah. First time. Here we go. Hit it. Hit it. You're on Cincinnati. All right. What was that? Favorite, favorite wrestler. Oh, wrestler. Uh, oh, it's going to be an old school one. If you're going to put an A in there and call it a wrestler, let's go. What do you got? Yeah. Iron Sheik. Okay. Okay. Love that, that camel mine. clutch. Right. Right. Love that camel clutch. Yeah. You guys, you guys love the heels. Chris said the same thing. That's right. The shoes was, the was champion. out of sight. You know, he was the champion until like 1984, 85 when Hulk Hogan beat him with those yeah. cheeks of death. You know, boom, that leg right. drop right on the face. That's right. <laughs> and and uh, Brutus. Beefcake. Brutus the beef. Beefcake, yeah. Bruce the, the beefcake strut. Yeah. yeah. Bruce the Barber beefcake. That's right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, the, the 
only thing I got about the Cowboys is uh, we need a thumper. Runner? Running back? Yeah. yeah. We, no, no, a, a linebacker. Oh, okay. We need a thumper. Okay. And uh, I'll take a thumper Dwayne McClain. <laughs> Dwayne McClain, could you tell us a story about him? Dwayne McClain? Yes. Rolando McClain? Yeah, Rolando McClain. Because yes. Dwayne yes. McClain, I think, played like guard for Villanova like in the 80s. I That's think that, right. I think I was, totally different yeah, sport. Different guy. Um, <laughs> but uh, Rolando McClain, yeah. Yes. Yeah, they signed him yes. the day that USA was playing – Belgium in the World Cup, and we were all there watching it and at the stadium and getting excited, having a watch party. And David Hellman and I are down in the suite area working on off our phones because they signed Rolando McClain. I'll say this about Rolando McClain: from where we, and I might have said this before, but from where we stood, where we sat in the press box, and it's usually really high up, and it's kind of hard to see the numbers and all that. You never doubted who made that hit when it was Rolando McClain because right, if he right. hit the guy. At the 25-yard line, he was down at the 25. There was no dragging two more yards to the 23 or whatever. Right. He was down at the 25. He could hit. Yeah. He had a unusually – looked like a professor when you interviewed him. Yeah. He had the professor glasses on. Yeah, yeah. and he didn't but look yeah. like a linebacker. I mean, his body – Not at all. His body Not type, he was kind of slim, you know, kind of right. slim. And, but right. and lanky, man, he could hit. Right. He could hit. He just – boy. We we need that thumper in yeah. the middle on yeah, our defense, do. no doubt about that. And that's unfortunate with him. You know, he got caught yeah. up in other things. I don't know if football was always yeah. number one. So, yeah. But hey, it's a pleasure. Yeah. Uh, have a great day. You too. Thank you. Good right. call. Well, I would say the lines are open because they are, but it's also time to end the show. It's been an hour. That was a quick hour. I don't know if Chris felt the same way, but man, that was quick. Got our ten calls and a lot of first time calls. Um, got to talk to my dad that was pretty that was pretty awesome you know he has never called what a great day for him to call i'm really glad that he did and um always glad for all, all the call i mean we were we were from iceland i mean we we're all over the place today this is, this is really good really good stuff england let's don't forget england. that um i wanted you to ask who his favorite uh english football team was yeah you know, yeah, I, I should have. I should have done that. Who is? Who is? I looked up Birmingham, and I think it. Who is soccer Aston, team is? Aston Villas in Birmingham. Aston, so, Aston Villa. So. You know, I, I kind of was. I kind of what was what he did. Like he kind of just picked a team, I guess. Picked the Cowboys, and I did the same thing. Like six years ago, or or seven, eight years ago, I I I wanted to get involved with soccer and kind of get an EPL team and all that, and so I picked Swansea City. That was my team. They were up and coming. You know, I didn't want to pick one of the top ones, you know. I'll go with Swansea. And they <laughs> they get relegated. They get relegated, like, in their third year. <laughs> I still, to this day, though, on the ESPN app, like, I, I think they're in the championship series, and they got really close to getting up there a couple of years ago. They're not. Every Saturday morning, I kind of wake up and look at my phone. It's, like, 9 a.m., and uh, they lost, you know, or whatever. But, um, but I don't know. I need a team. You know, I need to pick a pick a team and um i don't know maybe i'll just go with one of the top ones growing up mine was man U, but it has switched since i've always think i'm gonna get into stocks and buy a little bit of stock because because they're they're up on the market uh man U and man city so i thought maybe i could buy a little bit of stock and then they would be my team you know what i mean i could say we yeah yeah i i'm a part owner 
So uh, like the Packers, huh? Thought about that a little bit, but I don't know. All right, we're all over the place, Chris. We could do this. We could we could talk outside when we're done here. So um, yeah, we can if you want to. All right, all right. Well, if no one else is calling, let's just let's wrap it up. Good, good show. Appreciate uh, you guys for for calling. And uh, next week, plan on doing two shows next week. That's that's always the plan. So all right. So for Chris, uh, I'm Nick Eatman. We will see you next week on Cowboy Storyline. See you. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?